Yeah, it's a new look. It's a new look. You got the new wide angle. You're fur you're you're further away so you can see more. You see how that works, Will? Right here. Hello. Yeah, you zoom out. <laughs> Better perspective. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, Will, you gotta zoom out to zoom in. You see that right there. Did you just make that? Yeah, I did. Right. It wasn't a plan of mine. We got so much news because it's been a minute, as the kids say. Nah. You and I, we can't say that. We're too old for that terminology. Yeah. But as they say out in the street, when you're when you're hanging on the corner, as you would, mm -hmm. you just hear the chatter. Ear to the street. Yeah. Guy like you. And they say it's been a minute. Uh -huh. uh, when we were younger, we would say in a second. Say like be there in a in second. A sec. In a sec. Yeah. <laughs> S-E-C. Yeah. Uh, but now it's a minute, so it got longer, even though none of them are accurate, because it's going to be an hour or a week or something. Mm -hmm. What a time, though, Will. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. It's a time right now. So much happening, live. so much news. I'm going to hit the people. I'm going to hit the people with everything. I'm going to get it all out the way, because it's been too long since we've been here. So I stacked it. I stacked the deck today. Get out of your system. Yeah, we're counting cards today. Black Jack today. Hmm. And we're going to kick it off with the, probably the hottest story of, in recent memory in the tech realm. Everybody's hitting me up. What do you think? AirPods Pro, Apple, not sleeping. No. Ha it hasn't been a minute for them because they got products coming and going. And this is the latest one. They Look, they got the fancy commercial dancing. People are dancing. Adjusting the fit. <clears throat> uh, they're so happy. They're young. They're good looking as they would be. Yes. I mean, that's not us, Will. <laughs> Definitely not. I no, can't we can't that. pull that. We can't pull that off. You and I. It's way less exciting when we got the headphones on. None of that happens. Mm -hmm. I might listen to a podcast. Sitting on a chair. Yeah, you know how boring that is compared to that? I listen to a podcast. I'll be there sitting there examining the noise cancellation. Meanwhile, in their commercial, they're dancing up a storm. They're having a time. Maybe one day we'll get to that level. Well, in the meantime, we got these new AirPods Pro. They're more expensive. They're, it's the premium play. It's been a rumor that Apple's going to do this. Uh, when the last, when the, re, the last update to the AirPods happened with the AirPods 2, some people were expecting more. Some people thought it was going to be some progression of the AirPods format, but really it was the wireless charge case. And Apple said, yeah, they sort of sound better, but there was a lot of uh, speculation before that that it was going to be something different. This is that different. This is the different thing. It's the AirPods Pro. It's now interchangeable ear tips. It's a smaller overall form factor. And from what I'm reading online so far, uh, people, they, they, people love it. Do they? Yeah, I don't know. Huh. But some people love it. Couple reviews. I don't have the AirPods Pro yet. And don't say don't say I'm upset about it. Apple Apple doesn't have to send me anything. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I ordered them up. I think they're going to be here on Friday. Okay. And it's it's cool. It's an agreement that Tim and I have. I said to Tim, "Listen. I can wait." Yeah. I'll go don't up worry and speak, about it. Speaking of Tim, actually, I'm going to talk about Tim in a minute. Cuz I got a Tim story in here as well. Okay. Talk about Tim Cook, Tim Apple. Yeah. 
we got a rapport going on. We're pals, but we keep it, we keep a distance mm-hmm. on purpose mm-hmm. to keep it interesting. Anyway, so I read a couple reviews on these things. People are are pretty happy with them, even though obviously it's a premium price tag for these. They're coming in more expensive than the standard version. 250 bucks. Is that right, Will? 250 bucks? Um, USD? You're right. <clears throat> 249. It's an expensive headset, but look, you know what you're getting into. You still have the option for the regular AirPods. You want to save a few bucks. You're probably looking at this product because of the way that it integrates with Apple products. You got the special chip. Everything is smooth. You open up the package. It all goes together so beautifully. You understand the situation at this point when it comes to Apple hardware interacting amongst itself. You have active noise cancellation, which, look, that's a drawback of the current generation AirPod. Mm -hmm. You can kind of hear your surroundings. It doesn't create much of a seal, and they went for a fit that they thought could work for a lot of people, an attempt at a universal fit with the current popular AirPod. This one, they didn't try that. They said, look, we're going to do what other manufacturers do and include multiple ear tips, and you find your fit, you get your seal. Right. Which, in my experience, leads to better audio quality, sometimes at the expense of hygiene with the ear tip. Uh-huh. So you got to keep that in mind. That's going to be the case with these. These are going to look a lot uglier because it's sitting deeper in the ear. But on the flip side, on the benefit side, the sound, particularly in the bass department, when you get the seal uh-huh. in there and you get the right fit, all of a sudden you get that thicker sound, which is what a guy like you is looking for. Oh, yeah. Thick sound. And they don't fall out. Because it's nestled in your ear. Willie do. It's a nice fit. Willie do. Yeah. (laughs) Willie do. Uh, Now, keep in mind, all right, uh, you get three ear tips to choose from. They claim it's got improved air quality, or air quality, audio quality, and air quality. You just, you put these on, and you're breathing mountain air. Do you know that part? (laughs) That's, That's the next phase of air Air products from Apple. Easy setup. You already know that. The active noise canceling, what I like, is it's also got that transparency feature, which is something we've seen in other uh, earphones, fully wireless earbuds in the past, where you can enable the microphones that would typically be used for noise cancellation. You You can use those to hear your surroundings or to open up the channel so you feel less secluded. This could be beneficial if you're uh, on public transit. You need to. You're on. This, you're cycling. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. It's a nice feature. I like. Even if you want to have a quick conversation, you're mm-hmm. ordering the coffee, and you want to say, uh, "What do you say?" You go a guy like you go to Starbucks. One palm hazelnut. I don't know what you do. I don't do that, but I see people doing it. Mm-hmm. So maybe they want to do that. They hit the they hit the AirPod Pro because they're pros now, and they put the hazelnut. Mm. You see how that is? Uh, now, one of the cons here, I'm on PocketLint.com, and uh, they've done a great job here of of uh, categorizing the pros and cons. They brought up an interesting point that Apple also has the PowerBeats Pro which is kind of like an AirPod Pro already. Now, granted, the AirPod Pro is white in color. It looks 
like a regular AirPod, whereas the power beats from a marketing and a brand perception might be a different thing. But it has already a lot of these features. And in a way, those products are now quite competitive with one another. I'm talking about the power beats pro mm -hmm. and the airpod pro now granted i think the apple branding the the kind of correlation between having apple headphones with an apple iphone for most people is going to make more sense whereas the beats crowd might be a slightly different crowd but if you think about it they do sort of compete with each other also the power beats product has the ear hook so for fitness and stuff it's even more secure than the airpods pro Right. And it's and, discounted uh, already from 250 to, to 199 So it's even cheaper. Granted, important piece, less portable. That charging case was pretty big mm -hmm. on the Powerbeats Pro. So keep that in mind. Uh, transparency feature, really nice. Important to note that the active noise canceling is going to bite into your battery life if you choose to use it. Another cool thing that Apple could bake in because they are, of course, capable of this extreme integration with their hardware products, they could bake in an ear tip fit test via iOS. You imagine that? You get the correct fit with the software all during the setup. Hmm. They can tell what the, they can make the, the tip recommendation to help you to get the right fit. User experience. You see how that goes? That's great. It's what happens That's when you own the whole, you see? Yeah. You put it all together. Now, what about color? Because they only have one. You're pointing your finger at me right now. I'm making you? a statement here. A lot of people are complaining that there's no black. Yeah. Version. Yeah. But so. maybe that's a Beats thing. And you want colors, you go to Beats. Apple owns Beats. Maybe they push you there. Beats gives you 200 colors for each pair. I'm exaggerating, but they give you a lot of options. Mm -hmm. Maybe Apple is saying, look, we want people to notice. We want you to be our marketing engine. And if you see a person with those white those white tips in there. They are distinguished. You go, oh, they got that Apple stuff. Yeah. But black doesn't do that because there's so many black uh, earbuds out there. Right. So I remember in the early days, iPod days, there was actually a, a warning put out by the New York City Police Department when there was this surge in iPod thefts hmm. and iPhone thefts. And the way these individuals are being targeted was via the white earbuds. Because then a thief would know, this was before there were all the third party white earbuds, that really the only way people had them was if they bought or owned an iPhone or iPod. Mm -hmm. So a thief could say, oh, that, there's some white headphones over there. I know yeah. what I'm about to do. Right, right. I, I, know what's in, I know what's in that pocket over there. Nice little piece of intel. Of course, now we have all variations of colors and, 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 and uh, in earbuds and earphones and whatnot. But who knows? For now, Apple's keeping it all white in the headphone department. But you're right. I can see a couple people being upset. They got to go get the colorware treatment now for a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. We have the black set upstairs. They do look cool. I wish they did it as well, obviously. Uh, so um, what, what more can we say? Yeah, they sound better. Battery life, five hours or four and a half with ANC enabled. That doesn't include the extended performance with the battery case, which can, can re recharge the device. Uh, you have better bass, presumably, according to the impressions that I'm able to find online. You have the transparency feature, which I'm a big fan of. But it does. there is a bit of a strange 
comparison now between this and the Beats product because the Beats product is $50 cheaper. Mm -hmm. And if you're into fitness, it might be a better buy because it sits, it has all the integration potential of this product. It has the, the H1 chip. Yeah, it has the H1 yeah. chip. You just crack it open and you have the nice pairing and the good user experience. But then you also have the security of fitting around the ear and presumably a similar sound performance. So anyhow, you have that decision to make. I'll give you some more insight as soon as they arrive. I think they're coming here on Friday, in which case I'll do a, a video upstairs on Unbox Therapy. Let's get to the bottom of it. We're going to give them a shot. Yeah, why not? We're going to give them a listen because mm -hmm. that's what you would do if you were us. So we'll give them a listen on your behalf. Now, my next story, I told you I was going to talk about Tim. I didn't forget about you, Tim. I know you watch the show. I know uh, you, 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 you love it specifically. Oh, when, he's a fan. Yeah, when, when okay. Tim's the topic of conversation, he tunes in. Okay. Because someone will tweet him and he'll say, oh, I'll go check out, yeah, Lou Later's show. Of course. He's going to be on the show one day. You don't know that yeah. yet, but like, he's going to. That's what I hear. That's the word on the street. Uh, anyway, here's an interesting one via The Verge. Why won't Tim Cook pose with his own AirPods? Yeah, you didn't know this, Kurt. Tim, you're not going to catch Tim with the AirPods. You're not going to catch Tim doing a photo shoot to market the new AirPods, even though he's about to make a couple billion off it. Instead, they just Photoshop it in. You see that, Will? Oh. The Apple team, they just go, they hit the Photoshop, and they insert the, the AirPod Pro in there into his pre-existing profile, and they don't say anything about it. And it's not the first time they did it either. If you scroll down a little bit, they did just did it with the Pro, but previously they photoshopped in an AirPod to an, another pre-existing image where he's writing on an iPad. Hmm. So Tim, you can't catch a photo of Tim with the AirPod. You got to photoshop it if you want it. His team, his team can't go bother him and say, Tim, can we get a quick photo? Man, can we just throw an AirPod in there? And catch a photo real quick. And he's Tim's, like, nah. He's too busy. Guy like Tim, he's marching around, spreadsheets, dollar signs, assembly line, supply chain. You know what it's like to be Tim, Will? I couldn't imagine. Yeah, exactly. You got no time for these photo shoots. No. You just look at them and you say, Photoshop it in. I'm a busy man. Can't you see? I'm walking from A to B. What you mean photo shoot? That's Tim Cook right there. Anyway, people are speculating why it is that he might not wear them. He claims to wear them all the time. In that interview that's listed in the same article, he's talking about how much he loves AirPods, but just not, he's not wearing them. He, he loves them so much, you'll never catch him wearing them. <laughs> well, he's got to wear them now. Now that it's a story, yeah. just put the AirPods on, Tim. Every time. Get a fresh profile pic. Mm -hmm. Hot new pic. The... Social media universe will love it. AirPods Pro, he can even tell you what his fit is. You know? Because he's always coming out with the fresh sneakers. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. Always comes to the event with the fresh sneakers. So come with the fresh AirPods. Yeah, why not? So, anyway, people are speculating exactly what the reason is. It's probably no big reason. It's probably exactly what I said. Tim Cook's a busy man. If you can Photoshop it, Photoshop it as far as he's concerned. Or maybe he loves the speculation. Sticking with Apple for a second, apparently uh, Samsung, real happy with Apple lately. Uh, Apple's iPhone 11 success 
gifts Samsung a hidden victory. This is via Forbes.com. We've talked about it a little bit, Will, how the iPhone 11, 11 Pro, possibly exceeding expectations for sales and success. People seem to be into it. Camera module, camera talk, uh, people on Twitter, a lot of iPhone stuff going on, you know. Mm -hmm. People feel like it's the upgrade time. People feel like it's a pro. Deep fusion. It's a deep fusion thing. Just uh, came out today or something like that. Uh, Sweatshirts thing. <laughs> or no, uh, 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 Christmas sweater type of thing. You know right. Christmas is coming up, Will? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh. It's not too far away. You got to do Halloween first, though. Mm-hmm. You got your costume ready to go? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I'm not dressing up. Well, you had me convinced there based on your Are you dressing up? You did a great. Of course I am. That's what? Tim Cook with the AirPods. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you see that one there. It was too easy. Um, well, you know this. Samsung supplies the displays for all those iPhones. They supply something around 90% of the displays for those iPhones. So a hot iPhone is a hot Samsung. And that's what's really weird, particularly for a lot of tech fans that root for one company or the other. It doesn't even really work that way. Samsung's cheering for a hot iPhone just like they're cheering for a hot S10 or a hot Note series. And that means if you're an Apple fan, you're a Samsung fan, whether you like it or not. If you Hmm. like looking at your display, you're a Samsung fan. But it makes sense. Samsung makes these great displays, OLED displays, difficult to make. Uh, Apple does have some other suppliers, but those other suppliers currently only capable of meeting the requirements of about 10% of those shipments. Uh, In the third quarter, ending September, the display firm supplied 22.2 million units of 5.85-inch and 6.46-inch panels for Apple iPhones. 3.9 3.9 million in, in July, 8.4 million in August, and 9.9 million in September. The supply volume in September in particular is 40% higher than initially planned, which was 6.9 million units, so they went up to 9.9. So us getting these figures, not only does it expose the fact that Samsung, it's a major win for them to have a successful iPhone because they get all these sales on the displays. The display, one of the most expensive components in the entire device, <clears throat> but it also exposes to us the popularity of the iPhone if we know for a fact that 9.9 million units went to Apple in September. That means we got 9.9 million iPhones made in September. Mm-hmm. That means we got 9.9 million in the form of demand via September. Mm-hmm. So that means we got some iPhones in the world. Right. That's math, Will. Yes, business. What was that? Business. It's business. Things are happening. You're going to break that chair. Willie do. <laughs> Willie do. Am I right, though? Willie do? Unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah. So, the numbers are up. iPhone appears to be doing well. Uh, the other companies that Apple buys displays from, LG and Sharp, I guess they're not capable for whatever reason of delivering. Samsung has figured out the OLED panel thing. They provide the 90%. They're sitting in there. They're in the boardroom. They're celebrating Apple's successes. Isn't it beautiful, Will? It's like a happy cooperation makes it happen. Cooperation. Where is that from? 
What? You got to finish the thing. Working together. That's how it ends. Oh, I don't okay. know. It's Sesame Street or something, man. Sesame Street. I don't really? know. I don't know where you grew up. Oh. Thought you were around the corner. You don't want to know. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Sesame Street. I don't know. Is it Sesame? It might not even be Sesame Street. Could be wrong. Kirk doesn't know either. Vin? Cooperation? Vin? He's running out the door right now. How dare you? Oh, well, let's get to the bottom of it. I mean, you can't leave it like that. All right. Cooperation song. <laughs> Sesame Street. No, we can't. You can't. It's copyright. It's everything. We can't. Go look it up. It's a hot track. Uh, I believe it inspired Kanye's latest record, actually. <laughs> uh, I promise this is the last one for Apple News. We got so much stuff going on. Or maybe, is it the last one? It's either the last or the second last. Former Apple designer responds to Trump's iPhone crit critique. Did you did you see this this Trump tweet that he sent to Tim Cook? Well. No. <laughs> you didn't see this one? I didn't see it, no. You know, he's always, he's on there. He's on Twitter. Uh, his tweet, to Tim, the button on the iPhone was far better than the swipe. <laughs> Exclamation mark, too. Exclamation mark. Plus, he randomly, he did, I don't know how he decides what he's going to capitalize. To Tim. Okay, he doesn't tag Tim Cook. He just says to Tim. He doesn't, he doesn't properly at him and then he randomly decides what he's going to capitalize he capitalizes he capitalizes the word button and swipe and then all of the word far and then on iphone he capitalizes the i even though of course famously for iphone the i is lowercase but this guy he's he, it's whatever maybe it's speed he just got to get it out quickly got to get his thoughts out quickly he was so mad he was so angry. Uh, he's probably just sitting there trying to swipe up on his face unlock on his yeah. new iPhone. He just got a new iPhone out of the box, and this is the first what tweet. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> what am I, swiping? Russia? <laughs> um, anyway, he's blaming Tim. Maybe he doesn't even mind the swipe, but he's just mad at Tim still because I think they've had their issues, their disagreements over tariffs and trade and China and whatever else, but... Anyhow, Trump's uh, tweeting Tim, and a lot of people sent this to me. I had this in the DMs. I had this in my responses. People, people, were, people wanted a, a, a quick take on it. It's, just, it's, it's funny that these worlds can these worlds collide like this. We have Donald Trump tweeting at Tim, but what is that called when you don't tag someone? Is that called a subtweet? I think it's you're subtweeting, but typically, if you subtweet though, you don't. It's not obvious who you're tweeting at to everyone. It's kind of uh, covert. Whereas in this case, he says to Tim and everyone knows exactly who he's... I, maybe the youngsters can fill me in on how that works. But anyhow, he's tweeting at Tim without tagging him. And we have a response in this particular article from the actual designer or someone who worked on the design team behind the swipe gesture having a laugh uh, at, the, at the president's expense in relationship to the swipe. Though I will say, I do sort of agree with Trump on this. Not not the button. Not the button. But there's something about the swipe up during unlock. Because you know I've been using the Pixel. Uh. 
I'm not saying they shouldn't have it. The two-step is obviously the most secure, and you should be able to have that security setting if you want, but I wish in the software there was also an option for an immediate unlock without the swipe gesture. Yeah, just straight to the home screen. Straight to the home screen. But granted, I don't know if that's what Trump means with this. He might be referring to just going home from the within the OS, like swipe swiping up to go to the home mm. uh, to the home page from being in some other app. Right. But during the unlock specifically, I wish you had the option to go straight in. That's all I'm saying. So anyhow. Trump's tweeting at Tim Cook, 2019. Jeez. What a time. All right, moving on to Samsung. Samsung released some new laptops, or at least showed them off, and they have a, what at least on the surface seems like a cool feature. Uh, the new model, Galaxy Book Flex, features wireless power share on the trackpad. So you can utilize the trackpad to wirelessly charge your smartphone. It's a wireless charge pad. Oh. Now, now on the surface, that sounds pretty cool, right? I have a phone here with wireless charging. Imagine I just, right now, during the show, I'm just charging it up. So it's got coils in there. It's somehow got coils in there. And, of course, a laptop typically has a pretty large battery in it. Yeah. So now you catch a little extra juice on the phone without plugging in. Now, the article I found here on TechCrunch... The guy is really critical of the idea because he says, well, now you can't use your trackpad. And it's a good point, Brian Heater. It's a good point. You can't use your trackpad. So it has limited functionality from that standpoint. But there's a lot of the time, I think, when I'm not using the trackpad. Well, on this show, for example, I have a mouse over here. Mm. I could just throw that on real quick. Or maybe I'm watching a video on my laptop, eating a bowl of cereal. Everyone's done that before. And I could just be charging the phone. And then I just pop it off if I need to use the trackpad. Now, granted, there are some good arguments in this article saying, well, then why not just put it underneath the side panel to, to the left of right. the trackpad, and then I could just have it over here charging. I'm not sure why they didn't do that or if that's more difficult, but I still think it's cool. You, Samsung's this company, Will, where they definitely have a because-we-can approach. Let's throw it in because we can do it. Yeah. We have the hardware capability, so let's throw it in and see if people want it or not after the fact. And some do. And some do. Most don't. Some find a way to use it. Others, yeah. not so much. Now, these laptops, beyond that particular feature, actually look kind of cool. I wouldn't mind uh, checking them out. Thin and light, 360-degree hinge, also touchscreen. So then if it's a touchscreen and your trackpad is, is occupied, it's less of an issue because you can still reach up and touch it. They're going to have a 13, 15-inch model, 10th gen Intel processor, 16 gigs of RAM, and up to a terabyte of storage, also the touchscreen that I mentioned. So these are hitting hitting the market pretty soon. And as far as I know, they're the first to feature something like this, the trackpad also acting as a wireless charger. I also heard that they're using uh, their display technology for their TVs in this laptop. So mm. it is like OLED. They're using OLED in here. I, I thought that's Is that what, what they I, said. Is that what they said, Will? Are you spreading misinformation on the internet, on the YouTube? Because that would be rude. <laughs> Are they OLED? This article doesn't say much. Don't say, okay. Oh, we're getting to the bottom of it now. I mean, we're not going to leave it there. Oh, QLED. QLED. Right. QLED, yes. QLED. Right, because, because Samsung has been reluctant on the OLED front when it comes to bigger displays beyond the smartphone. The burn-in they're, they're marketing all the QLED stuff. So right. 
what's cool about that is it also features an outdoor mode enable, enabled by a maximum 600 nit display capability. Yes. You're a big nit guy, right, Will? Yeah, I like the brightness. Eyeball burning. Same. Yeah. I get a, I'm going to be honest. So do I. So now I'm excited to check it out just on that front to see the 600 nit display. <clears throat> We're starting to see that a little bit more frequently, these crazy bright displays for outdoor use. I don't use my laptop outdoors very often, but at home where the kitchen table is, there's a big window and I love to work near the window mm -hmm. every so often. So that's when I'm, natural light I'm needing well. to blast the brightness to meet yeah. the criteria of the sun. The sun's very bright. Yes. So I've heard. It can be. <laughs> it can be. So uh, interesting anyway. I'll be trying. I'm going to try it out. I'll try I'll I want to just, I just want to try it out. Charge my phone off my laptop wireless. I just want to try it out. I'll use a mouse. It'll all be fine. Yeah, I'll talk to Samsung. I'll give it a shot. Now, they also, during their uh, developer conference, showed off a new square foldable phone design. Mm. And, it, I mean, they were really just showing off their new One UI 2, which, of course, is their interface on their Android devices. It's gotten a lot better, by the way, from, like from the TouchWiz days, One UI, that is. You might not even want to use a launcher on some of these recent Samsung devices. Anyway, so at their developers conference, of course, it's a software-focused event. But then during the presentation, they showed off this uh, clamshell square folding display in conjunction with the pre-existing Galaxy Fold style of fold, which, of course, folds like this, and then it's long. This is more sort of like the Motorola-style fold into the clamshell mm. for a more compact package once it's folded up. And they showed how the UI was going to interact with that style of fold. So you got to believe they're doing it. Well, they mean that little demonstration, that animation there, or showcasing the software, you can see they also have the pinhole camera there that they thought about. Mm. It's all very interesting. It looks somewhat real and it also fits with some other rumors that have emerged regarding future samsung folding devices and of course the emergence of the motorola folding device which is probably going to fit this profile exactly and you think samsung would want to play in that territory they're not going to want to let motorola be the option for the clamshell square style fold yep so sooner than later we might be seeing this secondary fold implementation <clears throat> and as i've talked about in the past will i think folding this way the clam fold is the real folding phone i think folding the other way is actually a folding tablet because the main really? you see because the portability uh. once that's unfolded it's a typical phone format yes the clam yes He did like a Muppet move right there. He didn't catch it because he was on the other camera. He didn't catch it. Okay. Whereas the other fold, when it's unfolded, it's a tablet. So I think the unfolded status actually is the indicator of what the real device is. Hmm. This has been my feeling for a while. Anyhow, you okay. don't have to agree with it. It's fine. What's a phone? Why are we even calling it a phone? No one's phoning anyone anymore. So When's the last time you had a phone call, Will? Uh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been a while. That's what about the Mate X? Like, what? what is that? Thing? That's a folding tablet as well. Oh, that one's tricky. It folds on the outside. 
Because when, when it's folded, it really does feel like a modern phone on its own. That one's tricky. That one might be both, a folding phone and a folding tablet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyhow. All right. It's a, it's a pretty cool graphic. It gives you an idea of what Samsung's version of a clamshell-style fold would be like and how it can use its experience in the One UI to adapt to these types of circumstances. And because they are the hardware manufacturer, they kind of get a head start on imagining some of these <clears throat> interfaces. Hmm. Maybe even before Google has a clear path towards how it should work, because Google might not be experimenting. They probably are experimenting with hardware like this as well. But anyhow, you get where I'm going. They have some degree of integration hardware software uh, for this next version of One UI 2 and upcoming folding devices. We have another crazy folding device. I just couldn't leave this one out. It happened a little while ago, but I couldn't leave it out because it's just so bananas. This is a product from TCL. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, smartphone maker, pr uh, predominantly Chinese market smartphone maker. They did this trifold device, which they showed off a prototype. CNET got their hands on it. <clears throat> it has something on it called the Dragon Hinge. And this thing is just folding everywhere. It's folding this way and that way, up and down. This is a tablet. Is See? This a tablet? See what I'm saying? I, mean, I agree. Like, it's huge when it's unfolded. It's definitely, but granted, if it's folded up and you hold it to your head, is it a phone now? It's all, uh, it's all, maybe we're getting, maybe we're in the weeds. Who cares what it's called? Maybe. Mm. But nonetheless, uh, this thing folds three ways. It looks like a phone form factor when it's folded up. It looks like a, a full-fledged iPad when it's folded out. Now, I immediately could tell this is very early prototype status when I watched the video. The screen, I'm not even sure it's functional. It looks like it might just be a printout or something. <laughs> it's very early stage. They didn't say anything about price. They just wanted to show off the fact that they're folding many ways. They're folding every which way, and they obviously wanted to show off that aspect that they're in the fold game equally. Uh, beyond that, it's kind of a cool thing to look at as far as a prototype concerned, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go out and make it commercially. I can imagine that product being very expensive to manufacture, also potentially even more fragile mm -hmm. than what currently exists because of all these various hints. Like, look at the mechanics in that image right there. Of course, this is a frame from the video in which they're showing they're showing the inside of the device. Two hinges, you got you got that's gotta be more fear-inducing than one hinge when you throw it in the pocket. Mm -hmm. Now there's more mechanical components that could be susceptible to failure. So who knows if this thing's ever gonna hit the market? But we do continue to imagine these alternative computing platforms. We had the Microsoft stuff, of course, with the Duo and Neo at that recent event where they also blurred the line between what is a tablet, laptop, phone, and so forth. And they didn't try to bend the display at all, though, in their products. Instead, they used multiple displays to achieve those new form factors. The TCL prototype, on the other hand, tries to get to that really big scale but starting as a phone. And really the only way to get there is with these mu this multiple hinge design. The one hinge folds both ways. That's what they're calling the dragon hinge. The other hinge appears to fold only one way. 
similar to the Galaxy Fold hinge. So they, I mean, it's inspiration from all over the place on this device. If you haven't seen it yet, you can go check it out. They even showcase within the video the potential for one of the folded segments to maybe be a software keyboard. It's all very interesting, but I don't think this device is ready or close to prime time at the moment. But nonetheless, the imagination continues in the tech realm. I don't know if you heard this story, Will. Google made an offer to buy Fitbit. Mm. And it kind of, I was reading that, it kind of made sense to me. You have some experience with Fitbit. You had a Fitbit device. You yeah. wore it for, I don't know, a week? Uh, I mean, three months, just to track my sleep. You wore it for three months, really? Yeah, yeah I didn't feel like you were wearing it for that long. Well, maybe long sleeves or something. Okay, all right. And what happened to you? <laughs> I ended up being dead. No, it, <laughs> You're was, not it, was, here. it was a good experience overall. It was good. What is this? What is this review right now? <laughs> No, uh, it's, okay, uh, okay, okay. it's really insightful, like in terms of sleep. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, I wasn't getting enough REM. Yeah. Oh, Kirk had the REM. The <laughs> Both of you were yeah. REM deficient. Yeah. Uh, so any, anyhow, Fitbit is this other major player. Obviously, Apple is killing it in the wearable department as far as smartwatches are concerned. <clears throat> when it comes to overall... Uh, dominance within the segment, the vast majority of smart watches that are being shipped are, are Apple watches. I think there's a figure in this article of what that percentage happens to be for global smart watches shipped. Uh, it's in here. Apple's doing some 50%, something in that territory. 30%. Anyhow, Apple Watch is the number one smart watch on the planet and Android and Google hasn't had the same degree of success with Android Wear, which is now just Wear OS. It's changed names a couple times. There's been this wide variety of participants on the hardware side. I remember going to early Android Wear events. I went to Motorola HQ in Chicago one year when they first showed off. What was that? The 360, was it called? Moto, Moto 360? 360, I think that's what it was. And it was the first circular smartwatch and everyone was all pumped up. Yeah, the Moto 360. And there's been so many attempts at an Android Wear watch from different manufacturers, but nothing has really caught on in a big way in a similar fashion to the Apple Watch for whatever reason, possibly because of the integration and the fact that you've got these various hardware players in the space. I think a big thing that's been holding back wearables for me specifically in the smartwatch department has been battery life isn't really there. That So anyhow, there's a number of reasons, but Apple has been able to actually move smartwatches. And Google probably wants to take part in some of that. And to this point, it hasn't happened as much as they'd like. I mean, I'm speculating, obviously, with Android Wear or now Wear OS. So... This would be a way, the acquisition of Fitbit would be a way to immediately increase your wearable footprint and user base, possibly merge the things together in some fashion. Fitbits are out there in the world. It's a brand. People know the brand. They seem comfortable with it. Fitbit has a wide variety of products already. They got the scale. I think I actually have the scale 
And I've worn Fitbit products in the past too. They put out a new Versa. Uh, so they have they have a community. They have there's also a social aspect within your Fitbit account where you can compete with people. It's kind of Apple Watchy, is what I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. The branding as well is kind of Apple Watchy. It's a very well-known fitness track tracker. It is. For whatever reason, they've had success. They were early to market. It's a strong brand. Yes. So Google could really make a move in the space just through this acquisition and then using some of their software uh, expertise to potentially amp up Fitbit and, and make Fitbit their, their real wearable competitor, either by merging with Wear OS or running them in tandem. Who really knows how that would, would work out? But anyhow, the because of this offer, which went public or people found out about it, uh, Fitbit's stock is skyrocketing. Hmm. Well, that means you should have been invested already back when you were tracking REMs. Yeah, unfortunately. So, anyhow, the stock resumed trading and ended the day up 30%, adding more than $330 million to its market cap to bring it to around $1.5 billion. Hmm. Now, it's important to note, apparently, Fitbit was, pr prior to this, news breaking they weren't uh actually hitting their expectations they were cooling off a bit mm. they had uh not hit their projections mm. and so maybe they need may, maybe the two of them need each other right at this point in time to properly com compete with what apple's doing the level of integration that exists on the apple front i don't know i've been wearing the smart i've been wearing the apple watch I started wearing the Apple Watch when I was using the iPhone, the latest iPhone, iPhone 11 Pro. So I put the Apple Watch on. I'm tracking. It's telling me to breathe and get up. And, and what did you think? And I go, the overall experience. I'm taking a breath, uh, fitness rings, charging, lots of charging. I don't, I don't care about it. I, turn, I don't want you notifications don't on my wrist. I'm already distracted. I have too many notifications on the phone, so I don't have that going. Uh, I don't know. Some people find it really useful. It does the sleep tracking and a lot of other things, too. I don't like to wear something on my wrist when I'm sleeping. I prefer to be free, free-flowing. But it's cool. It's a smart thing. We've done stories of people fall off a cliff and the Apple Watch saves their life. That stuff is cool. SOS, like just a button. No, my experience with the thing, though, is the battery would probably be dead when I fall off the cliff. Yeah. And then there goes that idea. Uh -huh. But anyhow, uh, I think I'm going to go back actually to wearing the Polar product I had before, which I can charge a lot less frequently. And it occupies a lot less of my uh, mental charging bandwidth for the devices I need to keep charged. And that's not like a smart watch. It's so not it's not fully smart. Notifications. Or but anything. it does your fitness. You charge it less. I kind of like the fit better. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'll probably go back to that. But 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 as you can tell via this story, it is a market that the big players are paying attention to. And in the future, we may see this merging of Fitbit and Google. And, and we may see a new play coming from them in the realm of wearables hmm. to compete with this one, the Apple Watch. Uh, this is kind of Apple-ish, but it's not really an Apple story. You know, we've covered the, the, the Huawei stuff. 
so yes. much as far as the, the trade ban, trade war issues between China, the U.S., Trump, uh, Huawei. Well, anyway, this is a story from a few days ago, but I had to get it in here because when I saw it, I was like, this is too hot. Okay. This is Ren Shangfei. He is the CEO. I mean, he's the guy. He's the dude. He's, he's the, the shot caller. Yeah, he's the Huawei dude. Yeah. He's got a smile on his face. He's always seems happy. Anyway, uh, it's no secret that he likes Apple. He has said positive things about Apple in the past. Mm. Not, not what you might imagine from a competitor who you, you think would downplay or criticize a company like Apple. He, on the other hand, has been very complimentary about Apple. He considers Apple to be a great teacher for Huawei. Well, anyway, recently... There were some waves being made after a picture emerged on Chinese social media, Weibo, of Ren Zhengfei going through the airport carrying some Apple products through the security check. Yeah. Now, I think he's got an iPad, has been circled here, loving his iPad. Maybe he's got an iPhone. Mm. Uh, if you recall, when his daughter was arrested in Vancouver, she also was using an iPhone. Right. As well. And so this turned into a thing of uh, an argument, uh, as usual, between online communities over what does this mean if I'm a Huawei fan and the dude himself is using an iPhone or an iPad and so is his daughter. <clears throat> but he has he's admitted his love for Apple and uh, he's referenced the fact that his daughter also uses the products. She was caught. She was. She was carrying an iPhone Seven, iPad Pro, and MacBook Air when she was arrested in Canada. He says, "Here's a quote: My children prefer Apple products over Huawei's. Does it mean that they don't love Huawei? Of course not. Huawei products are ultimately commodities. People use them if they like them." And he further said, "iPhone has a good ecosystem, and when my family are abroad, I still buy them iPhones." So one can't narrowly think love for Huawei should mean loving Huawei phones. I don't know how to... That's like a haiku. I don't... I do like the way he talks. Yeah. When he was talking about the broken down airplane, his company was an airplane that needed to be repaired after the stuff started. I was into that discussion big time. Uh, But I also don't even mind this approach. I kind of think there's something endearing about that. Yeah, it's very honest. As much as I understand the Huawei fans, they can't really get wrap their heads around why he would be carrying that, but I I feel that. There's a there's there might be too much uh tribalism in the tech uh communities that exist. Mm. This idea that you you can only like one thing and it's impossible to like the other thing. It, people are going to use what they like. And they're going to have their own justifications for it. Those are complex justifications. And it's also, it's been complex for me to try to figure out how I should be talking about it. And I've referenced it previously, how I'm trying to be more comprehensive about how I discuss these topics. Yeah. In order to offset the interpretation, which can be overly simplified. Lou loves this. That means he hates that. Right. Which, as a tech fan, it's very limiting to be in that mental space. I, re- I really want to use a variety of products, 
all the time. Uh, what is this? We have a Microsoft. What is this? Uh, the new Surface laptop. Yeah. I'm using it. Uh, what is this? This is a, the, the latest Pixel. I'm using that. What other phone? I want to be able to uh, fluidly move through the variety of options so that I can be versed on what's going on and have those experiences. Yes. And that includes Apple. Yes. So should a CEO have the same ability? I understand it looks bad. I know the guy, remember the guy was taking heat, the Amazon guy, he was launching the All Echo right. Buds and he had the AirPod in. I get it. It looks bad on the surface, but ultimately I just, if you're a tech fan, like be a tech fan. Yeah. Maybe it's a form of inspiration. Maybe he just wants to use it just so he can make his product better. Sure. In a way. Sure. You know? I mean, or, we can speculate. There could be yeah. a lot of there could be a lot of reasons. Maybe one of his grandchildren only uses FaceTime. Exactly. It could be something as simple. You hear people say stuff like this. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyhow, now the other people are shouting. Why don't they? Why does he get them to use Skype? Or why does he get them? What about WhatsApp? Look, look. Let's just uh, let's just get out there and use technology. Let's get out there and use technology. Analyze technology. Embrace it, advance it, connect. It doesn't always have to be a battle or a war of some kind. No. It's a lot more fun, I'll tell you that, when you're out here. Yes, the drama. It could be drama. There's a lot of it. So anyhow, he was pictured. I mean, this picture, the only reason this picture surfaces or gets traction on Weibo is because of that dramatic element. Mm -hmm. I understand that's always going to be a piece of it. I understand you're always going to cheer for your team. I get that. But I'm just saying this. You just toggle it back a few steps. A mm -hmm. few steps. I don't know. I, you, I mean, you do whatever you want to do. Yes. You wanna that you wanna too. you wanna uh you wanna spend an afternoon shouting about Linux? You you can spend an afternoon shout <laughs> about Linux. It's fine. You do what you you do what you want to do. I'm just saying. Uh you could you could also enjoy your afternoon. It's up to you know, you could have a cup of tea mm -hmm. on your Linux. There you, you go. You, you could be sitting there with Whichever Linux distribution you choose and your cup of tea. Or you could be shouting at people. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. So Options are out there. Yeah, you could. Yeah. I mean, you can. You, you can spend your afternoon. You could go for a walk. You could do that. Have you seen the, have you seen the leaves outside? Nice autumn weather, you know. I mean, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to present the options. There's a lot of options out yes. there. Yes. You could spend time with loved ones. That too, yeah. Uh, so you could put the Linux down for a minute if you want. Mm -hmm. Walk your dog. You could. You could. Yeah. End of the day. The tool itself is really only part of it. It's really it's a part of it. It's what you do with the tool. Hmm. It's what you do with the tool. Uh, I got a cool one, which is kind of local. It's about Sobeys. You know Sobeys well? Yeah, I go there all the time. Yeah, Sobeys. It's a, it's a grocery store. People who don't know or aren't local or, or not uh, near a location, they're trying to get smarter. Are they? Yeah, they, they, they got a new shopping cart. They call it the Smart Cart. It's not at every location yet, but I'm really excited about it. It is a smart shopping cart. It's not to the same level as the Amazon uh, grab-and-go, Amazon Go, is that what it's called? I don't know. 
The Amazon store, you just grab it. It knows how much it costs. It scans your face. It's not to that level. But it seems immediately more practical because you can just roll it out in the pre-existing stores without retrofitting some crazy tech in there. It's all happening in the cart. Oh. What do you think about that cart, Will? You see, you, you march around with this cart. It has a screen on it. And you just scan your products as you drop them in the cart. And so when you're done, you swipe your card or tap your card or tap your phone and you just leave. Huh. So there's no lineup because that's really where the bottleneck is in the grocery store is the lineup to pay. You can move around the store pretty well. Oh, yeah. It's just lining up to pay is kind of a nightmare, particularly if you're there. It's a hot hour. Uh, everyone's grocery shop after work or something. Yeah. You just march out of the store. So the checkout is on your cart. It's on your cart. So you got the shopping cart. Yeah. Right where you would normally have that small basket. Uh-huh. Instead, you got this module with a nice size display. Now, the other thing, Will, if you scan your product, you can get more information about your product, too. I see. On the display. And then you scan it in. What's this thing here? Does that change? It's a, I think it's a scale. Oh. Because if you get the fruits and veggies, you got to have the weight. Am I right, Kirk? Yeah, I think it's that. Oh, yeah, the barcode reader. And a barcode reader and a scale. So now you got the you got your fruits and veggies. Kirk likes to get the apples going. And so he drops the bag of apples on the thing, and, and then he hits the button on the left-hand screen, and he's all set. Now, I get it. You're doing a bit more work. It's taking you a little longer as you move about, but you're probably going to make up for it waiting in the line. Yeah. And you just sort of feel like you're more in control of your experience because you're not committed. If you get to that line and you change your mind, what are you doing? You're putting things back. Here, you scan, you see the price. You see if there's a deal, probably uh -huh. right away. Uh, I know you're a big coupon guy, Will. <laughs> Extreme couponing. I, I just like this implementation. I want this it's right. Cool. I want yeah. this right now at the local one. They're just piloting it right now. I don't know which location, maybe Vancouver. I can't remember which location it was. It says here somewhere in the article, but it's a really limited pilot program at the moment. It's just a couple of locations. They're seeing, seeing how it works. Oh, it's actually in Oakville. Sobeys Glen Abbey location in Oakville. If the testing goes smoothly, the company says the carts could eventually be rolled out across the country. And they want to continue to invest in this particular cart to make it a seamless customer experience. So what do you think? You would go for that, Will. Yes, I would. Um, it seems like there's a screen here, too. Can you load up, like, YouTube or something? Watch YouTube while you're shopping. Yeah. That, that would make that place a nightmare. Crank everybody, up everybody would just be locked, like, Everybody would be locked in and installing at the wrong times. Listen to this. The cart is also equipped with three cameras capable of capturing 120 images per second. As the technology improves, the cart will eventually be able to automatically detect what's being placed in it meaning that the shoppers will no longer have to even scan their items. Oh, so there's like a weight thing and also... Cameras. Cameras will scanning. be able to identify as you grip the thing and bring it and drop it. Uh, I mean, this is it's not cool. bad. It's yeah. Okay, so we all want this. Everybody here wants it. Mm -hmm. Vin, are you in? Yeah, he says yeah. He's the most in out of anyone. He's shouting and screaming over there. Can't keep it, can't keep it together. He ran out the door. Again, second time this episode. He's looking for a shopping cart. <laughs> All right, Will. A lot of people 
were asking for me to talk about this, and I put it off for too long. What's that? It's uh, two words which sound incredible when you put them together. Uh. Y'all know what those two words are? Quantum supremacy. That's how I start most mornings. The alarm goes off. I just shout, quantum supremacy. In your underwear? Yeah, I do. Just outside. All right, that's, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know if life is real until I shout that. And then I feel grounded and rooted in reality. Uh, it, it's been floating around. I realize people have been, Google made the statement a while ago and then lots of articles popped up about it. And it's a cool, it's certainly a cool topic. It's just right now the target or the application is not necessarily clear. Can you explain what quantum... Uh computing is first of all how dare you that's rude but second of all yes yeah, sort of okay all right so what do you got look a typical computer it works in a language of ones and zeros binary binary and of course of course there's a tremendous combination of ones and zeros available mm -hmm. it seems it seems dynamic on its own and it's well suited for certain types of calculations and processes and so forth. In order to reach some next magnitude of computing power, they, through this hardware, had to essentially change that particular mechanism, the one and zero mechanism, and come up with a dynamic version of it. And that thing is the thing they're calling a qubit. Yes. So there's bits and then qubits. Right? Bits and then qubits. Yeah. Okay. And the qubit thing, there's a great video, great video that Wired did. Was it Wired? Was it Wired? Uh, I don't know. There's a great video in which it's explained in five different ways. Quantum supremacy, or maybe it's quantum computing. Uh, it's Wired? Is it this one? Five levels, yeah. Okay, this is from a year ago, but it explains quantum computing as a concept. Quantum supremacy is a bit different because quantum suprem supremacy implies the ex like the the functionality actually proving that in oh, in one specific circumstance yes the quantum computer is superior to the traditional computer granted if you watch that particular video it seems not that one will necessarily completely replace the other but instead they may coexist in order to complete different tasks. There was a little bit of a scare relating to Bitcoin and encryption and what quantum supremacy could mean from a computational perspective, a horsepower perspective, that it could potentially crack problems, specific types of problems, a lot more rapidly. Mm. But getting back to the initial, to the basic explanation, a one and a zero can either be a one and a, one and a zero the explanation method used in the video from Wire is like a coin with a heads and a tails. The qubit, on the other hand, can either be a one or a zero at all times. Yeah, they it can't change states. Exactly. So you picture the qubit like the spinning coin that is always a one or a zero, even though you can't necessarily identify it. It's in some sort of a dynamic state. This video is going to do a far better job than I will of giving you a more comprehensive view of quantum computing and it does so in a, in a great way of adjusting 
the complexity of the explanation through stages, starting with a young, what is it, like a 10-year-old, then a teenager, then an undergrad, then a grad school student, and then an expert, if I recall correctly. And the questions change. There's a great comment on this video, by the way. Scroll down. Because it says more about the individuals. It says something about individuals as well in relationship to the questions they asked in this video. Scroll down a little bit more. That's the one. Read more, where it's L1, L2, L3, L4. Click the Read More button. Yes. Okay, this is cool. Level one. This is the young person asking about quantum computing in the face of a gigantic quantum computer. The question from the youngster, how can this help me with my homework? The question from level two, the teenager, how can I impress people with this? This all happens in the video, by the way. Level three, how can I access and explore this? That's the undergraduate student. Level four, the grad student, how can I help you? This guy basically asks for a job mid-explanation. And level five, the expert, how will those behind us make use of this? And it's, it's, this is a cool map for how your perception in life changes as you progress through it, as far as how you see your purpose within it and what you deem important throughout it. Mm -hmm. How it's very superficial and, and self-centered early on. Yeah. You see how that works? I'm still at level one. You're level one. You just want some, some help on the homework. Yes. Well, I think a lot of people maybe are. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I found that to be a really interesting comment. But nonetheless... It, 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 of course, the explanation becomes far more complex as you move through it, but it's that basic idea that by having these qubits in this dynamic state, the, their potential, at least uh, theoretical potential, is far more dynamic than a one-zero one type of setup because of the speed at which they can interact. Mm -hmm. Now, granted... The hardware component's a whole different story because the hardware explanation for this quantum computer that's in this video, the, most of that is cooling. It's yes. a tiny little chip at the bottom, and most of the thing is cooling. It's like a refrigerator. That's why it looks so strange. Yes. Even, like, its environment has to be in, like, a, a cooler, essentially. It's incredible. So anyhow, Google claims that their that they've achieved quantum supremacy in their implementation of a quantum computer and that that it could change the future of encryption because those types of problems have the potential to be cracked by this level of computing power in a way that what traditional computing would take lifetimes right. to potentially compute and so it, bring, it brought up a Bitcoin question, and then that Andreas Antonopoulos guy had to come out and say, Bitcoin's fine, how dare they? And then other uh, companies that are also invested in quantum computing, like IBM, came out and said, no, they don't have quantum supremacy, it's the same thing. Uh, but yeah, here's a, here's, a, here's, a cool, here's a cool section of this article. Sycamore, which is the name of it, Solved a particularly difficult problem in 200 seconds. For comparison, Google said the world's current fastest classical computer, one called Summit, owned by IBM, that's as big as two basketball courts, would take 10,000 years to solve the same problem. So if, if I understand it correctly, what Google is saying is in this very specific application, 
they've achieved quantum supremacy. Not in every single application, but in this specific application. And therefore, they think down the road they can replicate this outcome in a wider variety of potential tasks and situations. And therefore, supremacy is mm -hmm. achieved as a whole. Yes. Someday. Somehow. Hopefully soon. It's very, it's very complicated, Will. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the application, uh... by the way, people, I think a lot of people are also wondering, okay, encryption, what can you do with this? Uh, this is another area where the original video was, that I referenced was really good. Talking about how, uh, in biology, it's incredibly uh, complicated and resource intensive to run synthesis simulations and things like this. Yes. So within science, there's, there's actually a need in certain areas of study and research for this improvement. Uh, there's other examples you can think of. AI, AI, uh, even deep fakes type of stuff yeah. at, at some point where there's all this like cr crazy amount of pro uh, processing timeline mm -hmm. to get these really slim outputs. Granted, again, it's not, I mean, it's not really ready for that yet. There's a lot of research that still has to be done and uh, the that application is complicated. They need to bring in, get developers excited. I think that's why they put this out there, to bring more minds into the space, yeah. to work on the practical application and figure out how to utilize this newfound quantum horsepower. Anyhow, look, that's not a that's not a comprehensive explanation. That's pretty early on in the video as far as the complicated version of it yeah it gets deep you can go and check it out you should go and check it out it's really interesting i promise yeah you. it's good uh we got this thing arrived in the studio I, I have not i'm gonna make a video about it but i wanted to talk about it because it did just launch razor's jungle cat which is bringing nintendo switch like snap-on controls to android to a limited number of devices uh, I think it's interesting because it showcases Razer's interest in mobile gaming, the increase in uh, mobile-first style gaming, uh, a lot of individuals in certain markets and so forth doing the majority of their gaming on mobile. So Razer giving you a more tactile input method, kind of turning your smartphone into a Nintendo Switch, sort of, with a very similar Joy-Con-looking thing, by the way, which also works when not attached directly to the device. Uh, it's gonna be a hundred bucks. It's called the Jungle Cat. And it's gonna strap these two Joy-Con-like controllers onto the into each end of your smartphone. At launch, it's only gonna work with a handful of smartphones. Important to note, of course, Razer's own Razer Phone 2, Samsung Galaxy Note 9, and Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus in the US. In, in other markets, it will also support the Huawei P30 Pro, but that's not very many smartphones. You have to have one of those smartphones. If you don't, you can use it as a Joy-Con-like controller with a center module and the two of them slid on there and you can place your phone away from you and use it as a controller. Now, the nice thing here, because I've played around with controllers in the past, a lot of them don't have comprehensive mapping. And then what ends up happening is it's half the process is mapping the thing to the game that you want to play and so on, uh, whereas Razer has sort of prioritized that part of it. Yeah, and profiles. 
of and games. It, yeah, exactly. M made it easier with profiles for popular titles. It's using Bluetooth low energy. Each of the two has to be charged independently via USB Type-C, which is kind of a bummer, I guess. You got to charge them on their own. But once they're charged, they're supposed to deliver 100 plus hours of gaming. Uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Of course, there's a lot of games which which, uh, which have advanced the mobile gaming experience and maybe the control, the control, <clears throat> the controls have not caught up to that. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Of course, this image you're showcasing here, someone's playing Fortnite. They got the big speakers facing them from the Razer phone, which are on the front of the device. They got the controls on the outside. Maybe they have a compelling gaming experience. Who knows? It's possible. We have it sitting here, though. The Jungle Cat, it just arrived, so we'll give it a shot. I think I have a Galaxy S10 Plus sitting around. Mm -hmm. So I'll crack it in there. Yeah, play some Fortnite. I'll, I'm, I'm getting back on Fortnite. There you go. Maybe not. I don't know. PUBG. We'll see. Which We'll see which are the more supported of the bunch. Okay, last one for me. Bit of a somber note. I don't know if you heard this news. You probably heard this news, Will. Did you hear that? <clears throat> Red has canceled the hydrogen pro project. Now, this happened a couple days ago, but I had to mention it because, uh, obviously, a bit grim on that front. I looked at the hydrogen phones, a couple different versions of them. Uh, pretty much across the board, people were not super happy about them. Pretty much across the board. Yes. The devices, when they shipped, there was a really, they were super ambitious products with modules that never came and red was trying to modernize and see how the phone was the future of of filming and you gotta appreciate ambition will i always do but those devices that showed up after a long wait were not really meeting people's criteria and they to me more showcased how hard it is to be an upstart in the smartphone game than anything else even if you're a company like red with a track record in cinema cameras and the rest of it, it's hard to put it all together in the form of a smartphone. Now, ultimately what ended up happening here, because they did have plans of improving it and releasing another version, but Red founder Jim Jannard was kind of the driving force behind this transition to, to phones, to producing phones at all. And not only did he kill the product line completely, he also announced that he's going to retire from the company completely due to health issues. They don't go into any more detail than that, so we don't really know what the health issue happens to be. But ultimately, what this means is there are no more red smartphones. The 4D viewing is dead. The modules are dead. The upcoming version is dead. Uh, support for the previous versions is is probably dead. It's a lot of, well, you you understand. You see where it's going mm. here. It was not received well, and it was too much to overcome. And I kind of get it. I would not. I would think it would be very difficult to launch a new line of smartphones, and particularly if your goal is to provide a superior camera experience. Because as we've seen, well. What separates cameras in smartphones in 2019 isn't even the hardware. I mean, the hardware plays a role, but so much of it has moved into the software side and the engineering side. 
can can what can you expect from a traditional camera company even though it's a digital camera company like red they've invested in hardware gigantic sensors mm-hmm. now they got to go hire a, a software development team to look at computational photography on behalf of their smartphone that's a whole different business now they're not a they're not a software company like that mm-hmm. and so the complexity is massive what are you going to poach guys from Google that are working on the Pixel, poach guys from Apple that are working on deep fusion Christmas sweater stuff. Jim couldn't do it. It no. was too much to overcome. So I find it to be a bit depressing because I found what they were doing with the hardware to be kind of exciting. These super industrial looking tank-like things, just like the cameras. Also, you kind of root for an upstart in a particular space. It made the realm of smartphones a bit more exciting as far as I was concerned. But now... We put it to bed. Shout out to Jim. Uh, bring, bring in, bringing red to life, let alone the hydrogen. And now taking some retirement, he's going to drink that cup of tea. He's going to enjoy the fall. He's going to go look at the leaves. And there's a time to do that too, Willie Do. Mm-hmm. And for him, it's now. And for you, I hope it's soon. <laughs>